It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. Football fans, this show is for you as we bring you the most up-to-date information from the league's 32 franchises across the country. It's time to get Inside the MFL with your host, Richard Miles Sr. Welcome to another edition of Inside the MFL. I am not your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. The good doctor is in Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl festivities. He'll join us momentarily. I'm Keith Jones. It's a pleasure to sit in the host chair today. The main man, Shane, is at the controls. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. We've got the MFL combines coming up. Of course, the Super Bowl for the NFL and the draft is just a couple months away. It's crazy how it's coming on pretty closely. But I, I hear that Doc Miles was out hanging out with Philip Bailey and the guys from Earth, Wind & Fire. And uh, he's just been all over the place on the strip in Las Vegas. The one thing that he didn't take with him to Las Vegas was good weather. A lot of rain, pretty cold. It's the desert. The rain evaporates quickly, but so does the heat. So I know he's looking for that. But uh, pleased to be sitting here with you and uh, Miles will be joining us momentarily uh, again. Lots to uh, talk about from the NFL. Of course, today we will cover the Super Bowl and those darn Kansas City Chiefs, as well as the upstart San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be a matter of playing on both sides of the football. Offensively and defensively, those teams have to put it together. If not, then the other team will exploit them and, and take advantage. And we've seen what Patrick Mahomes can do. And Brock Purdy, that's the sleeper right there. He has had some off games. We're still in a number of interceptions in a game. And he's had some championship games as well. So it'll be which of those quarterbacks show up. Will Kelsey be at top performance? Will Samuel contribute on the offense for the Niners? Uh, it's There's so many moving parts, but it's going to come down to the coaches as well. And we'll talk about the commanders, head coaching selection, as well as the coordinators and other things going on in D.C. And of course, uh, where is poor Eric Bieniemy ending up? He's uh, obviously not coming back as the coordinator. He's got one year left on the contract, and we will see. We'll talk about this hour as well. So I think Miles is with us from lovely, uh, perhaps rainy Las Vegas, but nonetheless. Cold Las Vegas. Cold, cold there he Vegas. is. There's a voice I recognize. Welcome cold to, welcome Las to, Vegas. Cold, welcome to your show, Doc. <laughs> hey, well, thank you, uh, Keith, for uh, standing there. You know, I, after a while, they probably tell me you took the show over. But what do you mean that Derek or Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, come on now. Come on now. You really said that. Come on, Patrick Mahomes is the man. <laughs> Indeed. And the question is, will he have people to throw to? Will Kelsey have his uh, all-star performance like he did in the championship game? Or will it be earlier in the season? And, and I think from the standpoint as I analyze that game, if you can lock down Kelsey, you take away a mighty power from the just magician that is known as Patrick Mahomes. Well, when you look at uh, everybody know. The 49 has been a stout defense all year long, but, you know, sometimes they can't check a hat in a coat. So uh, I think these uh, receivers uh, will do a great job against them. And I just don't feel like uh, – I, I think it'll be a good game, but after a while I think the 49 um, – I think Kansas City will flex their muscles. Don't forget that these people have won it two times. 
So it's not like they're just playing a, a, a average team out there. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are a dangerous team. Yeah, the, the experience does certainly side with Kansas City. Uh, the 49ers have been there in the past recently, but not the same team that they put on the field then. You've got some new additions in Chase Young at defensive end, uh, Bosa. And, of course, for jo Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the Niners, uh, his first trip to the big show. So a lot of pressure on him. And it, as Purdy goes, goes the San Francisco offense. Hey, you, you made a statement just a, a few seconds ago, but isn't that the same 49er team with the exception of uh, Proc Burley, uh to has been to the Super Bowl a few years ago? So basically that's the same team, same coach, same defense. I think they might have, uh, with the exception that they did get the defensive end from uh, Washington, which we have known for giving players away. Hmm. So, to, if you were analyzing tape, as you would when you, when you played – would you look at that Super Bowl, Kansas City and San Francisco from past? Uh, well, it's hard because you, you're talking about different people and, and, and uh, in terms of um, the talent varies. But uh, I just feel like um, the, 40, uh, the 49ers is still coming. They're not there yet. And it generally takes some time to do it. And we know that Kansas City going to stay consistent. And the game can be close or it can be a blowout. But either way, KC wins this Super Bowl. All right. Well, I, I still side with the Niners. I, I find it a little difficult to believe that it's two and a half points uh, right now for those betting, since we can talk about betting because of Las Vegas, obviously, in the NFL. And we, we Miles and I will talk about that uh, until the years go numb on that because uh, <laughs> I think we're in agreement. We, we don't like it at all. But from the standpoint of the odds makers, two and a half point favorites for the Niners, where they came up with that, I still haven't done my research deep enough to, to figure yeah. that out because that should be nothing less than an even game in my, in my, my thought. But... Uh, I, I'm not a betting man, and I'm certainly not not put any of my hard-earned money onto this game because it could go either way. And these days, you talk about the parlay and everything else. There's so many betting options. You can bet on the, the coin toss. You can bet on the kickoff. You can bet on the yards returned. I mean, it's, it's just it makes your head spin when you think about that. But people are spending millions and millions of dollars on games like the Super Bowl, right? And and I and I always thought the worst thing they could do was legalize gambling and professional sports. You know, I said that time and time again. But then again, who am I? I'm just some, I'm just a couch guy that sit there and watch the game and just give it my uh, my opinion. And uh, that's like uh, everybody else. But more importantly, I just feel that Kansas City Chief team is dangerous, and I always say it all year long. If they get in the playoffs, no one's going to stop them. And that's exactly what happened thus far. Well, Miles, if you still played in the NFL and you bet on the NFL or team in the NFL, you would be kicked out of the league. And that's happened. There have been 25 instances to date of mm -hmm. either employees of teams or of the league that have been reprimanded or fired and it's immediate termination, according to Commissioner Roger Goodell. If you bet, if you work in the NFL around the NFL teams and you bet on the NFL, 
you will be fired. And, they, and they've got an investigative group going on that's looking into all those improprieties. But the, the, the worst move, I understand Las Vegas is this mecca, and I've been to Vegas a few, a few times over the years, both the old Vegas and the newer Vegas. But a team from the NFL should not be – Professional sports should not be in Las Vegas. I remember uh, Jerry uh, Tark, the Tark, you know, when when he was coaching UNLV, and they were always talk, mm-hmm. talking about the point shaving and, and all the <laughs> improprieties and things going on right. with, with, with a school being in Las Vegas. Now you got professional sports. Right now, it doesn't even look like the Oakland A's are going to be able to move because the Las Vegas mayor says uh, that proposal doesn't look so good to us. So we'll be fine with our football team and our hockey team, our NHL champion hockey team and we're not sure about baseball going forward so i mean las vegas is is a transitional city as well i mean we went from old las vegas the rat pack to kind of family oriented and now they're trying to transition again and get into the the sports arena they've had the formula races there i mean it's it's a big deal what's going on in vegas sports wise but you know again sports betting's been in, in that town for decades but that doesn't mean you should bring professional sports there too well, you know what, Steve, you hit it right on the nose. Uh, but then again, you're getting into uh, uh, legal, um, uh, uh, some legal terms because now you, you're telling a person what they can't do and what they can do. If, if, you know, right now, that's the kind of mute right now, but you can't tell a guy what to do and what he can't do. And I understand the NFL because you're working for the NFL, but you can't bet you know guy's going to do it anyway. But you know, why are you bringing it out there? Me, uh, I'm an individual, like I always say, you know, scared man can't gamble and a jealous man can't work, and I ain't neither one of them. But betting is the trend now. I mean, people like, as you stated earlier, people bet on anything. Did he wear the right shoes today? Uh, uh, they bet on did, well, how many times they'll get a first down or uh, they're going to score on this particular uh, series. I, I mean, it's just outrageous. I know. When I was little, if you you gamble and you you throw crap to seven, uh, you win. But now they it, it's just so many variations to uh, gambling that it's just way over my head, or as you always say, keep is over my table. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's way past the bones uh, era. The the roll of the dice is no longer that's that's minimal compared to what's going on the little uh, right. games in, in on the side of the street and in the corner and such. But uh, it's it's a different thing, and it, you know, it's interesting because the NFL has put themselves in that. Pl- arena mm-hmm. so to speak right. but now they have to police that arena and then you know they've got these task force set up and, and things because how are you going to know if joe bob from whatever nfl franchise is gambling on the nfl i mean it takes a little bit of digging on that i mean unless the guy walks around and says oh you know i made ten thousand dollars over the weekend you know put money on x team you know and so unless he unless he's talking about it publicly or or even in the office there's there's no evidence that he's done that. You'd have to dig for that, and you'd never know if it was Joe Bob or Bill Bob that um that was that was gambling. Absolutely, so it's a problem. And who's to say he don't give his cousin some money and bet? That's not him betting. That's his cousin betting, right? Right. Well, exactly. Then that's that's you know three degrees of separation. That's, right. You know it, that exists. It does exist. You know, hey, I can't I can't do this, but you go ahead and do it. You know, it's like insider trading. I can't legally or shouldn't legally 
but you buy could tell stock me. in a company, but I could say miles, you know, and, that, and that's yeah. it's insider trading Absolutely. as well. But it's, you know, it's, but it doesn't mean, again, unless it's figured out that you and I have a relationship where I gave you that tip, you know, it, it's still, it still goes on as everyday business. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy, but you got uh, some combines coming up uh, in the MFL and that's a nice uh, laboratory change and developmental league for a lot of players. Either aspire to get into the NFL or maybe get back to that next level or whatever it is. So kudos to you and doing all the other stuff. You know, it's the only minor professional developmental football league and it's, and 30 years of existence is, is pretty crazy. So kudos again to you. Absolutely, yeah. We we heading down in uh, the twenty fourth of this month. We'll be going down to down in Virginia, Richmond, and Virginia Union, uh, do a combine for the franchise, uh, Virginia Lightning. Also, we'll be going up to Ohio, uh, what the uh, MFL, the uh, the Cardinals franchise up in Ohio. Uh, then we go to Delaware. I mean, we got a lot of them. We going to Georgia, uh, Washington, and Maryland. So. Uh, we get ready to get really busy right now, Keith, in terms of the MFL. But, um, you know, I, I look at the MFL as a laboratory of change because we want to bring former players from the field to the front office, Keith. Give them opportunity for ownership. We want to give them opportunity to coach uh, in the league and stuff. So, you know, my late uh, president uh, of the league, Mr. Bobby Wilson, uh, we have that internship program, you know, uh, for coaches. So uh, the laboratory of change is really uh, uh, standing out there and doing some things that uh beyond the scope of what the NFL is doing and well do, period. Yeah, I miss Bobby uh, dearly because he was a great guy. I covered the Washington franchise when he was playing, and uh, he was he was always a stand-up guy. You always appreciate that. You get into the locker room, you get these guys with attitudes. I I always laugh every uh, every time I turn around because all these guys that would never speak to the media in the locker room are now espousing their virtues on uh, the different networks. You know, now that they're they're an analyst or a commentator, it just uh, it you know makes me chuckle all the time. It's like oh, you know, but. But you develop different relationships as you cover teams. And, and Bobby was just one of those guys that not only was he a very talented football player, right. but he, he was a guy that always appeared to be smart beyond his position. And uh, we had some interesting conversations, including about back surgeries. And it was Bobby Wilson was one of the reasons I never had back surgeries because he's, he's got the top physicians available to him. I think he had two back surgeries and he said, Keith, I, right. I got no better. It's just, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, Bobby, well, that's unfortunate. And that obviously shortened his career, but uh, what a great selection by the MFL and a great guy who's, who's again, personally d- dearly missed. And I know uh, I speak for miles when, you know, you don't get to be head of a league without uh, bringing some credentials with you. And Bobby was doing that both uh, as an NFL veteran and a standout in college. And obviously, uh, when you play that long, going all the way back to Pee Wee, uh, it is, it is right. something indeed. But we got Richard Miles, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. in Las Vegas. We're getting ready to hit our break. And when we come back, we got to talk about the Washington franchise, the head coaching oh, hires, and, and, and all the coordinators. We'll be back on Inside <laughs> the MFL when we return after this break. Experience the MFL. 
how can we experience the MFL? The Minor Football League. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to The MFL is Here. The MFL, the laboratory of change. Copyright MFL. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the Minor Football League. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production. And we are back on Inside the MFL. I'm Keith Jones, hosting today in the hot seat with Dr. Richard Miles Sr. on the road. He's been in Las Vegas for, I don't know, the last month and a half, getting ready for this Super Bowl. Not, you know, he really hasn't been there that long. It just seems like it when it's cold it and it's like rainy. It, and he's, he, I'm not sure he knows what time of the day it is. That's what's, nope. that's what's going on there. But as we uh, mentioned in the last segment of the show, want to get into head coaching hires, especially in the nation's capital where things are turned on their head. So not only do you get a new general manager in, and you knew you were getting a new head coach and Ron Rivera's been interviewing with some various teams, trying to get on as a defensive coordinator, but Dan Quinn comes in. He was the defensive coordinator in Dallas where that, that's, that's a stout defense. But I have to say, I have to say one person's name. And if you can get a person like this, although I, I don't like where, where he went to, to college, but I got great, great respect for the skills. Micah Parsons. If you got a Micah Parsons, you can duplicate what has happened defensively in Dallas. If you don't, it's another situation. And right now, the Washington franchise does not have that player. So we will see. Because uh, I know you're anxiously waiting for the, the draft coming up at the end of April uh, as well, Miles. But I know you're also not big on the Dan Quinn hire in D.C. Uh, well, all I got to say is I'll be very brief. Trash. Isn't that the same guy was in Atlanta when they had the Patriots 28-3 to and, and lost? Isn't it the same guy? That's the same that guy. That with Dallas every, come on, man, we, we can do better. You know what I'm saying? You don't take two, two people to do bad. You can do bad by yourself. Keith, tell me, Shane, tell me, what was they thinking about? Not only that, I got to comment on this real quick. You got the GM, Doga basketball people, man. What, what's going on here? Well, first of, all, first of all, Washington waited a long time to make the hire. All right, so anybody else that you thought might be coming to D.C. couldn't come to D.C. because somebody else locked them down. I don't think the coaching pool was as deep as some people led you to believe. Uh, it's nice to see the selections. Raheem Morris was a good hire. Atlanta will do well with him. Uh, there are other coaches that may or may have not been the best selection, but that's up to the owner. That's up to the ownership group. Here in D.C., you have Dan Quinn, and Quinn played his college ball at Salisbury in Maryland, so he's got some local ties. He does have some head coaching experience. Atlanta was pretty was pretty successful, obviously, when they, when they took Matt Ryan and went to the Super Bowl. 
uh, but he got outcoached. Uh, you know, the, and, and it's not just about the coaching. The players have to perform. This is what we've been seeing over the last, I don't know, half dozen years at least, if not more, in D.C., where the team formerly known as the Redskins just doesn't come to the table with the talent base or the performance that they need to put up. And that's the same because, you know, when you think about it, uh, not giving Eric the enemy the opportunity to coach with you and you brought him here on false pretenses, that don't make no sense. Come on, Keith. That, that, that was really wrong to do that, man, like that. More importantly, you know, the, the uh, Washington is going to have to understand it's a curse here. It's going to always be here because the way they play, uh, the way they uh, treat people. And I just think this, this, uh, this is a mess. This is a mess, Keith. This is a mess. Well, you know, I, I agree with you, Miles. I, I think the B enemy situation was not good. And part of it is he doesn't have, again, Patrick Mahomes. That's, you know, I mean, you, you get this top talent that you get to work with. Now, was Kansas City as productive without the enemy as they were with him? I say they were not. However, when you got guys that are playmakers, and that's why I say for the for the Super Bowl, if the Niners can shut down Kelsey, then Mahomes can't work his magic as easily. But Hill's not there. Hill's in Miami now. And I think that they're missing some components in Kansas City. But that's what you need. So you, you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who I'm okay with. But I don't, again, I don't like the enemy situation there. Uh, but you got uh -huh. a new coaching staff. And obviously, they didn't see enough... From, from Coach Eric to, to retain him. They got a year left on his contract. Uh, but you got to put the players there to be able to, you know. But if you can work with the players you have and, and be offensively productive, that's great. But that that is, is a lower, much lower percentage than if you've got some uh, above-average players, top-notch players especially, to be that productive. And that's what we see in Kansas City. If Mahomes is not there, it's a different Kansas City team. Right. So you got okay. this franchise quarterback and that and that's the other discussion going on in in D.C. is which quarterback, which quarterback is Washington going to take? Now, I saw I saw the, the, the strangest thing coming out of um, this guy, Finley, who I think works at the Channel Four and and Nikki, who who is the main commander's writer for the Washington Post. And they said, and this is, I'm trying to almost quote here. They said, Washington will either trade up, trade down, or stay at the number two position. <laughs> I'm like, is that breaking news? Because I didn't know there were any, uh, what, give me some other, I have another option there. I, you, I mean, you know, it just goes to show you that, uh, uh, you know, we had people that really think that's just like coaches. They put a coach hat on and all assume they assume that they're a coach. Now, do not waste your time on Kayla Wynn. Don't even waste your time on him because it will cost us too much to get him. You know what I mean? Let him go. Get get the kid out of uh, what is that? Uh, you get the kid, and then we still got we still need linebackers. We definitely need linebackers. Bad. We need we need to address the offensive line. We got to address the defensive backs. Uh, nah, uh, no, we would have to pay too much for him. It's too much. We would have to give up too much. If that makes sense. 
Well, it does make sense because Chicago's got the first pick. Kayla Williams has always already said, I do not want to go to Chicago. Now, I don't think he's got his head on just quite straight on that way because Chicago, if you're the man in Chicago, and I know Jim McMahon very well, and that 85 Bears team uh, still comes to mind because that was one of the best teams. We don't want to talk ever. about them. Uh, exactly. But that's so Williams is being a little short sighted, but I don't know. It's going to depend on who Chicago takes. They certainly need some sort of stability at quarterback because Fields is not the guy that's working for them. But again, what? you got a you got a guy, he's 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 pretty talented. He's fairly talented. You got to get be in the right system. This is why Joe Gibbs right. just sure. why Joe Gibbs to me is in the Hall of Fame. Not because he won three Super Bowls. He won Three Super Bowls with three oh, quarterbacks. Three sorry, and sorry, Doug, on this one, who will probably never be in the Hall of Fame. All right. So that that's because he had a system, he had players that played for him, and, and that worked. And it was very, very successful. And that's the last time. We were talking about Bobby Wilson earlier in the show, but Bobby's part of that Super Bowl run that they won in cold as all get out Minneapolis, Minnesota, where yours truly was there. And I can tell you firsthand because we nearly died one night when we got lost and we're walking the streets. But anyway, that, that aside, that aside, that's the last time that Washington had that kind of success. That was 1992. We're in 2024. It's wow. 30 plus years. Yes. I'm a little older than I sound, um, yeah. but that, but that, that's the last time because Washington right. has not had a system. You know, you, you get these players in and such and, and, uh, and I've known Marty Herney for a long time and I knew Martin Mayhew when he played and these guys were trying to do their best, but you know, and now with new ownership, that'll help because hopefully you, you get the, Ownership giving their input, but because they're signing the check, but not making the selection. Uh, you know, like, like when we got the, you, you got you got the poor kid that came out of Ohio State that got, got killed on the side of the road. I mean, it just yeah. Dwayne Haskins was a tragedy that was set up that you know that that way. And and I interviewed him numerous times. He was a good guy, but that was not the best selection. But because Snyder's kid played with with him at Bullis. They wanted to bring him to DC, DC products. So we'll, we'll right. see if Caleb Williams comes. Good. Right, right, and huh. you know you can't. You, it's great to have those ties, and and uh, we've seen Caleb Williams be fantastic, and I've seen him be not so fantastic. I mean that right. the run for the for the for the Pac-12 championship was ridiculous for USC. Their wheels came off, and you know yeah. Caleb Williams show, showed his. Uh, inability to perform at the highest level on a continuous basis. That happens. It's a flaw that quarter, all quarterbacks have. You just have to exploit it. But that's, that's where it says, okay, he's not the only quarterback in the draft. You know, you, right. got, like you, got, the, you got the kid out of Michigan, which I know you really like. You got you know, the kid out of LSU, which I know you really like. I mean, there, there are a number of potential. I don't like Michigan. I don't. I didn't say like the team, but you like the, you, you like the quarterbacks pretty. You know. Well, you know, Keith, you got to always look at that. Don't forget the NFL pay these kids for what they think they might do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not really proven commodities only against high. I mean, college guys. But more importantly, you got to understand we cannot. Uh, if we're going to clean the house as they supposedly doing, then you have to clean house. That means, and I know Mark Mayhew, great guy. He has to go. The president has to go. Uh, Jay's Whip, right? They have to go. 
You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. Because you and I know when you bring other when you bring other people in, then you're gonna have a little, you know, the eye twisting, and you never know what's going on. If I'm coming in, I want to come in with everybody. I'm already skeptical of you bringing basketball GMs in. That that just don't that don't make sense to me. You know, call me old fashioned. This is not basketball. You know, you have an eye for basketball players, not football players. And I jump back on this quarterback situation. We cannot afford, I would not like, I, I know the kid when he went to Gonzaga, this is not the place for him. And you made a statement earlier, I, I beg the difference. Man, if we can get Fields, get him, get Fields. I'm telling you, it goes back to what you say. Sometimes guys in the wrong system. I'm telling you, if they get Fields, we got the quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. But but what do you do? So you get Fields from Chicago. Chicago obviously wants to take a, a quarterback at number one, and they prefer Caleb Williams at this point. But what does Washington have to give to Chicago to get Fields? And don't tell me a third round draft pick because they're not gonna they're not gonna want Why just not? that. Then do you gonna pay him all that money to sit on the bench? Fields will sit on the bench until they realize that what's his name is. Uh, um, Kelly Williams not going to pick up as fast as they think he will. You know, I mean, you have to go to growing pains as a as a rookie. But I'm saying, I'm talking about for Washington uh, perspective. I'm telling you, he will be perfect. We don't have to give up a lot for him. Okay, you you made a statement earlier. Look at the quarterback that Washington won Super Bowls with. Yeah, think about it. It's the system, and you get a good system. But first of all. You got to get ball players in. My God, you got to get ball players. Right. You can't have average guys in, but you got to get ball players. Right. That's that's what Detroit. Look at Detroit. All right. They they that they got out coached, but at the same token, they got players in a system. They believe in the head coach. And I think this is where Ron Rivera went off the rails is because the players started to lose trust in the coach, and then when mm-hmm. you when you lose the team, you've lost the ship at sea. Lost the locker room, and, and I think uh, he didn't have – he lost the locker room a couple of years prior to this. So I, I'm, I'm just thinking that we cannot make – you know, Washington known for drafting the wrong people. You know that. Oh, yes. We have a bad history of getting the wrong players. So uh, we, we got to get it right this time. That's why I say the front office – I mean, you, you your GMs, you got to go. If you're going to come in complete, you're already coming in with – GM, that basketball GM. So you got to have some football minds in there. You got an owner that know about basketball, and I give it to him. You know, then you got magic in them. But these are basketball guys. Come on now. Well, somebody yeah. got to hear my plea. It's a motive to my madness. They say, "Oh, Doctor Miles is right." No, you got to get people in with football minds that understand and can tell. You know, understand talent, football talent. Well, it was just a basketball executive that helped in the search for the general manager. But to your point, it, you got to get he the players now. Now, the word is that Martin Mayhew is going to be retained, not as obviously the general manager, but in some complementary role. Marty Herney, on the other hand, is uh, not looking like he's going to stay with the Washington franchise, but that'll all shake out pretty well. But we're going to obviously look forward to the draft coming up for the NFL at the end of April. 
Uh, I've enjoyed hosting this. Uh, Miles, we're, we're in our last 30 seconds, so I need to say you know, thanks for joining us on Inside the MFL. Uh, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. will be back uh, live next week. But uh, I'm Keith Jones. Hope you've enjoyed this edition. It's been a pleasure to sit in the host chair today. And thanks for joining us on Inside the MFL. You've been listening to Inside the MFL with Dr. Richard Miles Sr. For more information, visit their page on dcradio.gov.